We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. People say, oh, well, immunization, vaccination. Yeah, I did. I said yeah. that a lot. Yeah, you did. Yep. But How many people do you think you killed? What's your count? How many grandmothers? See, Let's just do grandmothers. I mean, I know you guys are around. I don't find that, that part funny. I really don't. Okay. Like, Got John Cena. No, yeah, yeah. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. All right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. 12:50 a.m. The Fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shea. That was from part of my take. Barstool Sports. You know, Barstool Sports is like. You say anything bad about Barstool Sports, they don't care. They're like, you know, it's the stoolies that come to get you. There's the, the, the stoolies, the army of Barstool fans. They know. Just the, the fact that I said the word Barstool on terrestrial radio, ears perked up all over this great nation. As men age 15 to 29 are suddenly curious about what I'm going to say and if they can tag their god, Dave Portnoy, or not. I'll tell you what I think about Barstool Sports. I'm insanely jealous of these two. PFT commentator, Big Cat, pardon my take. At first I was like, should I talk about this? I don't want to start talking about this. People are like, I'm going to go listen to that podcast. Whatever, and do what you want. I'm not a fan either. No, I, I didn't say I wasn't a fan. I didn't say I wasn't a fan. Oh, okay. I just, okay. I didn't say I wasn't a fan. All right. Uh, you know, the stu- stoolies, stoolies. I didn't say I, I wasn't a fan. sounding, though. Just, just, I didn't say yeah. I wasn't a fan. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, I'll tell you, I think part of my, t- I think these guys, I think they do good work. I'm just stunned at their, they have a level, I'm very jealous, specifically of those two. The, the level of access that they get and then how they can do what they did to Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers, obviously the whole immunized, vaccinated thing, to, to then have him in front of you, 10 feet in front of you. And Big Cat, Dan Katz, you know, he's an outspoken Bears fan and he's talked a lot. He talked on this podcast about how he knows the Bears sucks and he knows he's a loser and his happiest moment every year was is when Rodgers loses in the playoffs. And he said that to his face, too. But to say this, it's like, it's unbelievable. People say, oh, well, immunization, vaccination. Yeah, I did. I said yeah. that a lot. Yeah, you did. Yep. But How many people do you think you killed? What's your count? How many I, grandmothers? See, Let's just do grandmothers. I mean, I know you guys are around. I don't find that, that part funny. I really don't. Okay. Like, we got John Cena. No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I just, I'm stunned at it from a... Wow. I'm not talking about like, do you really think Rogers killed someone? 414-677-1250. Was Rogers irresponsible? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how they can take that approach to his face, first get the access to get him, 
have the confidence that he won't leave, and then it's never going to cost them access in the future. No one's not going to go on with them because of what they what they did to Aaron. I, I just I'm I'm very jealous. I'm very very jealous of that access and then able to be like you know goofing around. Like I can say stuff about Mark and I can say I'm going to throw an apple on the field. If I have Mark Antonazzi on the show, will I will I talk to him that way? I don't know. They do. Because if the Brewers shut me down forever, if I ever talk to Mark that way, oh, I'm never, I'm never, they're going to shut me down. I can't go as a fan. These guys are going to, I'm just, I'm just so, just so jealous. Rogers did have a lot of good stuff to say. So instead of you going rushing to listening to it, I'll, I'll give you some things. As the game has gotten older, he appreciates it more. Um, do you think that you love football more than you did when you first started playing in the NFL? I think I have a better perspective about life now than I did as a 21-year-old and a more of an appreciation and gratitude for still doing it. I mean, that's the reason. Um, the other part is just, you know, people like Dan and others, you know, have created this idea of what I am and what I'm about and and who I am. Felon. Uh, felon. Yeah, I should be in jail, arrested. Mm-hmm. And it's been fun to, you know, do McAfee's show, uh, be a little more open with the media, finally do, you know, this with you guys, mm-hmm. and hopefully let people see a different side. Uh, but either way, I'm not trying to be anything other than myself. And I do, I think, deep down realize this chapter of my life's coming to a close yes. soon. So I'm trying to enjoy it a little bit more than uh, when you're 21, you're thinking you're going to play forever, and 38, you're an old guy. You know? Yeah, you're very 30, old. You're 38, you're like, damn, like the years have really gone by, and I'm thankful for it. You know, I want to leave this place better than I found it. I'm 38. Same. You happy with where you ended up? <laughs> I'm here with you. I mean, if I, I, I'm yes, pretty happy. I am. I am. If you at 21, if you were like, here's where you're going to be at 38. Here's everything you've done. I take it. I take it in a heartbeat. The one thing I want to change is my body. I'm uh, sane. I just because I lost some weight, and then when I gained the weight back, it all came back in the gut again. I lost weight proportionally. Rogers almost quit football after high school. He wanted to be a lawyer. Could you imagine that? For sure. And it was, when I think about it, there was like one day that kind of course corrected everything. The It was in February of 2002, and the baseball coach who had been my JV football coach had been kind of prodding me to, to maybe come out and, and play baseball and pitch, and I hadn't played since eighth grade. And so the pitchers and catchers were like playing catch on the blacktop or something. And he said, oh, come out and throw a little bit. And they had the gun out there. And that one day, I think, changed my kind of turned back on my competitive fire. Really? Because I came out of the, the winter, had no offers, uh, and really didn't know what I was going to do. Obviously, the JUCOs in the area wanted me to come play there. But when you're growing up, you don't not dream about playing you know, Juco ball. You're dreaming about playing on Saturdays on ABC with Keith Jackson calling your games. You're not thinking about playing at Cowan Stadium in Oroville, California in front of 500 people. But playing baseball that spring really kind of gave me my competitive fire back. And then I played in this all-star football game that summer. 
and I say all-star very lightly because it was uh, Northern California, kind of north-south. Um, there were only a few of us from that game who kind of went on to play in college. Um, but that kind of gave me my fire back. I went to junior college at Butte, had a fantastic time, still very close with my coaches there, and then the rest is kind of history. All right, so he stayed in football. He eventually got drafted by the Packers and was kind of surprised. It's Green Bay, and you know the situation that you're going into. It's, you know, Brett Favre's the guy. Yeah. Also, it's cold. You're Cali boy. Yeah. Were you at first like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, of course. I mean, I couldn't have picked it out on a map, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm pretty good with states and capitals and geography, but the Packers was the worst. <laughs> God. This guy is so weird. I, I I couldn't pick out Green Bay. I'm pretty good with states and capitals. And come on, is anybody else just like what is this? Who is this guy? It's our quarterback. It's Aaron Rodgers. Come on, Bart. What I say this week? If he wasn't, if he didn't have a good arm, he'd be homeless. With all due, with all due, too. He'd be a lawyer. He's he's so like insecure. That he says he didn't know where Green Bay was, but then had to back it up and talk about how he's good with geography. I don't know. I'm, I know I'm so nitpicky, but that, what is that? That's weird. That, that's weird. I, I don't. That's weird. The Packers was the worst interview out of the combine. So it was at the combine. I was sitting in front of a group like this, but camera right here, Mike Sherman, all the the whole room, and it was a tough interview. I felt like they were grilling me. I thought this was like you know a little like love session where we're kind of loving you know you loving me up a little bit and i'm kind of you know being you know nice and funny maybe but it was not that and i came back i was like well doesn't matter they're picking 24th i'll never last that long and then uh the the hosts get him so comfortable big cat and pft that again this happens people say oh immunization vaccination i did i said that a lot yeah you did yeah how many people do you think you killed I'm just, I can't What's believe it. How many grandmothers? See, Let's just do grandmothers. I mean, I know you guys are around. I don't find that, that part funny. I really don't. Okay. Like, we got John Cena. No, uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I can't believe that they asked him that. And I can't believe that, like, Rogers just. They're, they're not afraid to ask anything, Bart. Well, but that's because they're not afraid of losing access. Exactly. Which is stunning. All right, so we're going to talk to Fred Siegel. At 9 o'clock, he is the guy behind Old Takes Exposed, Freezing Cold Takes. And there are several chapters in this book. He's got a new book out called Football Media's Most Inaccurate Predictions and the Fascinating Stories Behind Them. So there are, I think, four chapters on the Packers. Let me see all the Packer chapters. Maybe three. There's a chapter, Why Would We Give Up a First-Round Pick for Brett Favre? There and then he so he goes through all the old takes on that. Yep. Tony Mandrix is in a class by himself. It doesn't get any better than this. That might be the worst draft pick in Wisconsin sports history. Oh yeah, there's a chapter on that, and then uh, there's a chapter. Brian Brom has more upside than Aaron Rodgers, and he's got some of the quotes that people said during that time. Uh, let's see. Should have like skimmed this and made some notes on this instead. I'm like, oh, this would be good to talk about this book, and now I'm just kind of like reading the book. There's also a chapter on Brett Favre too. There's a chapter about yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so we'll talk to him about that. I was gonna read you some of the 
quotes, but then all of a sudden I just felt like, I don't know. And I'm pretty good at reading. I'm pretty good at books and, and reading. So I, I don't know why I couldn't find what I was looking for right away. I, I'm pretty good at reading. I, uh, you know, I, I, know, I know what I'm doing. Cute. I mean, I couldn't have picked it out on a map, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm pretty good with states and capitals and geography. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, you do, you do well in uh, that, sort of, that sort of thing. Some other football news around the league this morning. The Bengals are changing the name of their stadium. So the Bengals are one of these stadiums where it's been Paul Brown Stadium for the owner and the founder. Uh, they are changing the name of their stadium to Paycor Stadium. Do you know what Paycor is? Paycor is a human capital management company mm -hmm. that has been headquarters in Cincinnati for over 30 years. It has served as the team's official HR software provider since 2018. Paycor recently celebrated one year as a public company following a July 2021 IPO. Bengals president Mike Brown on his franchise losing the name of his father off the team's stadium. This is a move that I think my father would have agreed to. He was always what is best for the football team. Interestingly enough, when we were talking to Bob Harlan on the Wendy's Big Show to celebrate Leroy and Canton, Gary Ellerson asked Bob Harlan about if he ever saw Lambeau Field changing its name to naming rights. I would venture to say that could never happen to Lambeau Field. Gary, I pray you're right. Uh, right after we won the referendum in, uh, in 2000, and it was a close vote, 53% to 47%. A lot of people didn't like the idea. Look what it's done for this franchise. But when we were going right after we finished that, there were a couple of anti-tax groups in town. And they came back with another referendum that said, we want you to pay more for this stadium than you're paying right now to build this new stadium that you want to build and redevelop it. They said, we want you to sell naming rights. And I told him, I said, we're not going to fight to save this stadium and then not fight to save the name Lambeau Field. And they took it to a referendum, and the referendum didn't have a prayer. No one ever called me to say they were interested in, in naming rights. No companies, big national companies could have called and jumped all over this. They never did because they knew how we felt about it. And I, I, I just... I always get a kick when they're talking about games on television that are coming up next Sunday. They'll say, well, the Giants are going to be at Philadelphia and, and Tampa Bay will be in Chicago and Minnesota will be at Lambeau Field to play Green Bay. And it's the only stadium mentioned and God help us if we don't ever <laughs> lose that name because I, I think Lambeau Field is as magic. The name is as magic as the stadium itself. Great part of the history, great part of this tradition. It has to be saved. Yeah, and even to be like uh, Fleet Farm, Lambeau Field at Fleet Farm Stadium would be awful. Geha Field, is it Geha? G-E-H-A Field at Arrowhead Stadium. They still call it Arrowhead, but there's a sponsor attached to it. Do you think? Empower that? Field at Mile High. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's brutal. Do you think it will ever change? Like something like that or no? They've held on so long. I know. I wonder, too, if there's a sponsor that does change the name. Like, you know, American Family took over Miller Park. Miller Park, though, was Miller Brewing. So it was, it was still a sponsored thing. 
they changed the name. Okay, some people call it Miller Park, whatever. American Family Field, American Family, they are going to gain a lot more than they lost out of this. Whatever, like, people are mad at that. No, one, no one's like, I'm not going to go there because, if anything, it's like more advertising. That's why they do it. If somebody bought the naming rights to Lambeau Field, I think they'd have to prepare for a backlash. I mean, if if somebody bought the naming rights to Lambeau Field, man, would it would it end up would it end up changing? I like, think you're right. Would people boycott the place? They might. They wouldn't boycott the Packers, and they'd still no. call it like Fourth Base Stadium at Lambeau Field. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, do you think? What am I trying to say here? I don't know if you can. I think P- I think those corporations are too would be too scared to do it. But I think there's also a lot of respect there too. Like if, if I'm if I'm a big HR firm mm-hmm. in Green Bay, like this Cincinnati situation, I'm not. I'm like, nah, I'm not. I'm not being the one. It would to... have to be a big deal, a lot of money, a lot of money. But then you're still always calling it Lambeau Field. Yeah. So they would keep they they would never say it's like. Bart Coast Stadium. Yeah. They'd say it's Bart Coast Stadium, Lambeau yeah. Field at Bart Coast Stadium. Or the other and we'd one. always call it Lambeau and it'd be stupid. Yep. yep. Just looking at some of the other stadiums in the NFL, I mean, I'll give all these guys some love. It's Acresure, Allegiant, GEHA, AT&T, Bank of America, Caesars, Empower, FedEx, First Energy, Ford Field. That's a tricky one. Gillette, Hard Rock, Highmark Stadium. Do you know who plays at Highmark Stadium? Hold on. Mm-mm. The Bills. Mm. Levi Stadium, Lincoln Financial, Lucas Oil, Lumen, M&T Bank, Mercedes-Benz, MetLife, Nissan, NRG, Paycor, Raymond James, SoFi, State Farm, TIAA Bankfield, U.S. Bank Stadium, and then uh, Soldier Field, at least. Yep. Those are the only two, right? Green Bay and Chicago. Yeah. So then, what happens is like you know it is Gillette Stadium, and it, it's it takes on this like Miller Park took on this thing where it's like Miller Park. He thought almost the same way as Lambeau Field, even though Miller is a sponsor, and that's why everybody was so upset when Lakers fans Staples. It's Staples. It's after the it's after the store Staples, but they felt to Staples as we feel the Lambeau. Because that's you know that's what happens with a sponsor, Pfizer. When Pfizer changes, at some point we'll be like, oh, that's Pfizer. You know, I can't believe I can't believe it. And everybody hated it at the at to begin with. But then when Pfizer changes to Paycor Field, we'll be all you know go crazy about it. I think we're over the fact that we're calling it uh, the the Bucks Arena, right? Yeah, the new Bucks <laughs> Arena. But yeah, I just I don't I don't see Lambo, man. It, it would be tough. It would be tough. Well, it would it would have a level of backlash unlike any like Paul Brown Stadium's gonna change. I think everyone's over it already. Yeah. You know? But Lambo Field because it isn't just about curly Lambo. It's just it's Lambo. It's it's the fact that you have this team that's already owned in a different structure that has the name that stayed on. You can all these other teams are gonna advance, and the Packers have advanced with the atrium and all this other stuff, but there'll always be this yesteryear vibe with Lambo. There's still going to be bleachers. It's still Lambo. It's still owned by the people. You still park in, in houses and, you know, in the neighborhoods. So there's still that back in time aspect of it. And if they ever had to change the name, I mean, that would be, that would be brutal.
One other bit of news in the NFL. I just saw this. Roquan Smith of the Bears has requested a trade. They're all pro linebacker. And he put it out. He put a he did the notes app and put it on Twitter. Okay. To the city of Chicago and all the Bears fans worldwide, I have officially requested a trade. Just writing these words is deeply painful. I'm a kid from Macon County, Georgia. When you grow up playing football, you dream of making it to the NFL one day. However, playing the linebacker position, you never imagine getting drafted in the top 10 by the Chicago Bears. I'm a hometown bear. Talks about how happy he's been as a bear. I wanted to be a bear for my entire career, help this team bring a Super Bowl back to our city. However, they have left me no choice than to request a trade that allows me to play for an organization that truly values what I bring to the table. I haven't had the chance to talk to the McCaskey family, and maybe they can salvage this. But as of right now, I don't see a path back to the organization I truly love. I hope and pray you can all understand. I'm deeply sorry it's come to this. Sincerely, Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith requesting a trade. So there's your NFL news of the day. Uh, Kareem Hunt requested a trade from the Browns, which, I mean, come on. They gave you some money. They took a chance on you. I don't know where... And they said they're not going to trade him. Now the new thing is to hold in. Hold in. These teams don't hold out anymore. They still show up. They do individual workouts, but not the team stuff. They're holding in. That's the new phrase that you're hearing. 414-677-1250. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shea. Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati is now Paycor Stadium. Could that ever happen to Lambeau? Tom tweets in, the Packers don't have to sell naming rights. They sell stock whenever they need money. True. True. But as I've learned in this life, nobody ever thinks they have enough money. So why can't the Packers do both? I don't want to see it come to that day, but there's there's not, there's not really any teams left that haven't uh, gone that route. What can I think of in baseball right away? We did the football stadiums. What about baseball? Fenway Park is named after the neighborhood Fenway. Wrigley, Wrigley. but Wrigley's named after the gum. Gum, right? But then again, the Packers are the Packers because of a sponsorship deal, the Acme Packers. (laughs) So I always forget about that. That's why they're the Packers, because of Acme Packing Company. That's always kind of uh, interesting. What are the other MLB stadiums off the top of my head? Yankee Stadium? That's nothing. Yeah, Yankee Stadium. All right. American Family Angel Stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Dodger Stadium. What's Oakland now these days? Oh, God. You got Angel Stadium, Bush, Chase, City, Citizens Bank, Comerica, Coors, Fenway, Globe Life, Great American, Ballpark, Guaranteed Rate, Kauffman, Lone Depot Park, Minute Maid Park. Nationals Park, Oracle Park. 
Oracle Oreo Park at Camden Yards, Petco PNC Progressive, Ring Central. Yeah, I just saw. <laughs> Rogers Center, T-Mobile Park, Target Field, Tropicana, Truist, Wrigley, and Yankee Stadium. So there's more in baseball that are, you know, with a unsponsored name. Do you remember the original name of Houston? Oh, Enron Field. Yep. Enron Field. That was about a, that was about a, a big of a disaster as the Brewers have been the last week. Corbin Burns. Yeah, I mean, it, it's easy to go out and make excuses. Um, you know, that's that, that that's the easy route is to, to you know make excuses of, of the way we played this last week and and blame it on something else. Um, you know, but we we, we got to point the figures at ourselves here. Um, get back on track, play better baseball, and you know we we know what, what we can do out there. So it's uh, it's just a matter of getting things going back on track, um, get that momentum going again, and we'll be all right. Right away this morning, we put up a poll. Do you think the Brewers are going to make the playoffs? It was about 80-20 when I last looked at it. I'll take a look at that in a second. I've been talking about Mark Atanasio and David Stern's comments. David Stern's, he talked the other day about, you know, Mark doesn't want a period of down baseball. We want to always be competitive. We want as many. I'm going to start bleeping myself out here because this bites at the apples thing is driving me insane. But then Mark Atanasio's talking. And he's saying there were no financial hurdles in any way. And then he brought up Juan Soto. I can't believe he had the gall to do this. Everything that Mark said, I just found like we have to be the subject of some kind of elaborate joke or we're getting trolled. Or he can say this after the fact because he's not the one that made the trade. You guys wanted me not to meddle. I'm the owner. I have the money. I would have done anything. It's David Stearns who traded the salary. It's David Stearns who traded Hater. I didn't trade the arbitration. I didn't trade the salary. I'd take on Juan Soto even. Here's what Mark had to say. This is from Friday. Mark, can you, you, can you clarify? You actually picked up salary with these trades that you made, right? Yeah, David can go through the math, yes. And, and there were – there was no uh, – any, any player or – you know, I guess you could have put a group of players together, but and David can comment on that. But there was no, uh, there were no budget problems even with Juan Soto. So, really, do you guys seriously have talks about? A package you have to ask David about about those trades. I think look, you can see the prospects they they took back in that. So I think where we had uh, failed, we didn't have matches as David would call it on trades. My understanding, it was over over the prospects. And you may say, well, that's not consistent with... You have to ask him. He made all... You know, they, they had they had the... It's like running a, a war room like they do for a draft. Um, I'm wondering also what you thought about some of the player feedback. I think players... His teammates are disappointed to see him go, and not some sure. seem to be sort of taking it in over the last couple of days. These guys get incredibly close. Uh, we all get close. We all have to, you know, it's, um, when, when trades get done over the winter, they, you know, you have a winter to process it. When they get done mid-season, it's, it's, it's a little unnerving. And uh, it's, it's part of the game. And you can't, you know, in either direction, you can't tell the guys to make trades or not. At least I haven't, not with this baseball ops group. You're told to, goal is we want to get to a World Series, and their goal is to always... Oh, he actually said the words. That's that's the message. That was the message 
this trade deadline. See, I was starting to think that Mark thought that the baseball season ended October 8th every year when the Brewers normally get bounced from the postseason. I mean, what is he doing? There's a lot of deflection there. There's a lot of deflection towards David Stearns, which I think is a problem. But David Stearns had a lot of deflection towards Mark. Well, he doesn't want any metal in it. You know, he did it before and got a lot of criticism. And he then to about bring that up Juan Soto. Yeah. I, why? Why? So we asked you guys on Twitter, a simple poll question, yes or no. Do you think the Brewers will make the playoffs? JR Magic says, hell no. Here, let's get some fun uh, music behind this. I'll read you some of these responses. Do you think the Brewers will make the playoffs? 414-677-1250. Will they make the playoffs? Uh, Math says, my heart says yes. My brain says my heart is a moron. Sean says, there's two months left. They will still win this division. Frank says, I think they will make it, but I'm not very confident. No matter what, I'm never giving up. Some people will call me an idiot fan, so be it. Gary says, no. Do you know why? Hashtag Dunn Club. Brock says, Stearns was onto something trading hater. Not many of us thought the Brewers would get past the first round of the playoffs. But what he got back made no sense. And the other moves made no sense. He should have stood pat, traded hater in the offseason. Brewers make playoffs this year. Not anymore. Jay Zilla says, we will look back on this era years from now and view the hater trade as the defining moment that the window closed for this team. I proclaimed earlier this morning on August the 9th, 2022 AD, that I don't think the Brewers are going to make the playoffs. If I had to... I don't want to bet my life on anything, but if I was just saying, if you, if you said, hey, Bart, you're going to get $10,000 if you're right. If you're wrong, no harm, no foul, but you'll get $10,000 if you're right. Where are you going to put your confidence? I would probably say no to make the playoffs because there's seven teams fighting for six spots. I'm not including the Giants who are a game under 500. The Giants were, they were like sellers and buyers at the deadline, mostly sellers. That's not to say they can't make a run. They beat San Diego last night. San Diego's lost five in a row. So they've had a bad week after the trade deadline. But, you know, they played the Dodgers. Dodgers are incredible. So the teams that are getting in, the Dodgers are getting in. They have 75 wins, 75 and 33. Dodgers are getting in. The Mets are getting in. They're 71 and 39. They're getting in. And those those two are Sharpie, lock it in, no questions asked. And then it's okay, so that's two gone. So now you're down to five teams that are fighting for four spots. The Cardinals, the Brewers are two games back. The Braves, the Phillies, and the San Diego Padres. Brewers are five games back of the Braves. They are two back of the Phillies. They're one back of the Padres fighting for the wild card. So you got to think of those teams. All right, those, those five teams left. Cardinals, Braves, Phillies. Padres. Well, I like the Cardinals to get in. I do. Whether it's the wild card or the central. If they don't win the division, they made some good trades. They added some pitching. They're focused. They That's a team that is not going to let themselves have a hiccup and miss the World Series. Or the playoffs. So I put them in. Braves I put in too. Braves are going to get in. Uh, the Padres are a game up on us, and that's it. So had the Brewers done anything better this week, the Padres would be on the outside looking in. 
And I, that'd be the national story. If they went three and three. Yeah. Padres Padres could be on the outside looking in right now, and everybody would be like, whoa, what happened here? But everyone would be freaking out about the Padres, yeah. and we'd be leaning back like, <laughs> but the Brewers had to lose five of six to the Reds and the Pirates. The two worst teams in the division. Mm-hmm. But I so I think the Padres will get in. They're too good not to. So now I'm down between the Brewers and the Phillies. And you can look at it a different way. You cannot be as high on the Braves or the Padres or the Cardinals as I am. But when I'm looking at it, it's down to the Brewers or the Phillies. And that, that to me, is uh, close to a coin flip. So if there's a way in for the Brewers, it, it might be wild card. It might be above the Phillies. I'm worried. Now, the series this weekend is going to be massive. you got to at least split against the Rays tonight and tomorrow. So you got to at least do that and, and then be in a position... But even if even if you don't overtake the NL Central this weekend, you gotta win. Two out of three. You gotta take two out of three. You can't take one. I mean, you don't have to, but no, you have. Okay, 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 okay. You don't have to, but you have to. We're down one to cut the Cardinals or two. Yeah, yeah, two. All right. Let's say we go one and one. Let's say they go one and one too. Who they got so, the Rockies? Yeah, they got a three game three set. game series. Three okay, games. so they're going to gain a half game or lose a half game. Whatever. Let's just say we go in there one and a half back. Two and a half, three and a half. So you could, you got it. You got to take two. You got to take two out of three. It sounded like you were doing an equation and then halfway through thought that you don't know. No, me. I knew it. I I, I knew because okay. I you know once you get to four or three, mm. three and four, you're done. They are done if they like. They, I mean, but mathematically, they're not. Well, hold, hold on. Wait. I, no, I'm. I'm just. I'm playing. I know mathematically they're not, but they're done. If if they lose two of three or get swept in St. Louis, they are done. Well, I think they're already done. So I don't even know what I'm arguing with you about. Brian's and Valders, what's up, Brian? Hey, hey, Bart. Hey, listen. I I was wanting to call you last week already, and. And um, I talked to Tim a little bit about this during his post-game show. And uh, I just want to ask you a question, Bart. You know, I mean, what did what did Josh Hader, did Josh Hader win us a World Series when he was with us? No. No. So so Josh Hader had two opportunities in some crucial, crucial games, game seven against the Dodgers. And Josh Hader, he, he basically gave it up for us. Now, people can ask their questions as to maybe why did we trade him during the season versus after. That's a legitimate question. That's a legitimate question. You know, you know, and I and I, I too, if I would have been a Brewers, I maybe probably would have waited until after the season was over, then traded him. But I guess to look at the trade now and to say, well, you know, this is this is the worst thing, that, worst thing since sliced bread. I mean, I mean, if this I mean, Ruiz guy ends up being Juan Soto, okay, well then. Then I'll have to take it back. I just, I'm stunned that they made this trade in the middle of the season. And it's more about, you know, the reaction to it's been pretty insane. Not just from Stern saying this, Mark saying that, but how it's gutted the players. So they traded Hater. They traded, they they would not have gone one in five. And we don't know, but I'm saying with pretty certainty, they would not have gone one in five if they had Josh Hader. Because the right. team and was I, just... and I, and, yeah. so they traded away some and, wins. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, you're you're right on that. I mean, I don't think there would have been one in five, you know, after the break if Josh Hader would have been with us. I, I that's that's very very true, you know. But from my standpoint, is that and I told this to Tim, 
This team had 100 games, Bart, to show us what they had. Yeah, we were 13 games over 500, and and I told this to Tim. Our offense and defense and and pitching has been less than stellar all year, Bart. I mean, we played shoddy defense all year. Our our pitching has been not the way we've been used to seeing it. I'm I'm kind of getting sick and tired of us saying our pitching is so great. Our pitching has been average. We're, yeah, we're it's like not been as good league. as last year. Right. So so they, we had 100 games to show us that we should really make some moves. And Stearns made a decision and said, you know what? I don't know that we can compete with the Dodgers and the Mets and the elites of the league. So maybe I'm going to maybe I'm going to try to I'm going to try to make some moves for what I can. Maybe restock my bullpen, do some things. And he's getting lambasted for it. Now, my, 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 my challenge to the, to the remaining players we have on this team, Bart, is we have like 55 games, 54 games left. Show us, show us what you really are. Yeah. Show us what you really are because third games, and I'm a, I go to a lot of games, Bart. Okay, I go to probably 40, 40 games a year. And, and I can honestly tell you, it's been gut-wrenching to watch these guys play because – they threw the ball to the wrong base. The other night, Hunter Redford threw the ball to the wrong base twice in one in one in, in two innings. Were you at the game Sunday got, when he forgot how to shake a fly ball? No, I wasn't at that. Yeah, I was there Friday and Saturday. Okay. And uh, and it, but but it's just it's just they've been hard to watch, you know. And and I think anybody, you know, as a GM or anybody trying to make a decision as who to get, I mean, I've heard people say. We should have traded all of our prospects and went and got Juan Soto. We should have did this and did that. Absolutely not. That that would have been the worst thing we could have done. I don't want to. I don't want to trade our our talent away, knowing we have a team that has played this inconsistently all year. I mean, I mean, again, I, I just I just wanted to say that. And again, I'm not trying to make excuses. I believe me. I don't know what went on with the the trades of Lament and all that. That was kind of heart. You know, it was hard to watch. I I don't know what they were thinking <laughs> I don't with Lament and all that. That that was that was kind of tough, you know. But but I have I have I have to say, you know, I'm not I'm not down on on Stearns and and the, and the, and the management staff like like a lot of people are for the reason for just for the reasons I just mentioned. I just I just feel like you know they had their opportunity and they they kind of they kind of just threw it away and and, and I, I just I just don't know why. We think we're going to compete with the Dodgers and the Mets and some of these teams that are are so much better than us. We are. I, I we could play the Dodgers next week and get swept by the Dodgers. Or, I mean, like you, I think you said Bart the other day, as crazy as this season has been, watch us go and win the World Series. Yeah, of all That's the dumb teams, oh, yeah, this would be Brian. Really good call. Uh, good stuff. Thanks for all of that. And it makes me think, like, okay, so maybe maybe Stearns doesn't think that this team can win a World Series. Would it make me feel better if Stearns, if that's what he said? Because he's doing this bites of the apple thing. If he said, look, we got to, you know, we're not good enough to win a World Series. Would that make me feel better? Probably, and then I'd be mad at him for saying, don't write this year off. How do you write this year off? How do you do it to the players? But he basically said it with the trade anyway. So if I look at it from the sense of they just don't think that they're good enough to win the World Series... But then I go back to what I always say in baseball. I mean, you just got to get in. You got to be hot and get in. I just have never thought that this team can get hot. We had a poll earlier because I was talking to Tim Allen about this a couple of weeks ago. 
asking if, is this team good enough to go on a seven-game win streak? And I don't think they are. I don't think they can win seven games in a row. I thought they were going to at some point when we – I mean, this was, after, you know, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Yeah. Or so. I I really thought they had one more little streak in them. Cardinals just, just went on one. Yeah. Dodgers have won eight in a row. Phillies have won five in a row. The Cardinals went on one with sweeping the Yankees. Can we win five in a row? What's the cutoff? One, yes. Two, yes. Four. Three, yes. Four, yes. Four. Can we win five in a row? Five, I'll say five yes. What's your outlook if the Brewers take one this in this two-game miniseries and then sweep the Cardinals? How are you Monday? Um, really, the team that I'm watching right now is the Phillies. Okay. So, Because I still think the Cardinals will do what it takes to make the playoffs. Don't you think maybe we should watch the Cardinals? They're going to get in. Okay. If the Brewers win the division, the Cardinals will be the, in a wild card. Cardinals are getting in. I, this is just where I feel. This is what I feel. I think they're getting in. So if the Brewers, obviously, if they, if they take a division lead, well, then we're fighting with that. But then, you know, you feel a little better. I just, I don't know. If, so if who it, do we got coming up? We got the the Rays, the Cardinals, and the Dodgers. Dodgers. Dodgers a three-gamer or a four-gamer? Dodgers is a four-gamer here. So we have the Rays, the Cardinals, the Dodgers. Three against the Cubs, and then another set against the Dodgers. All right, so how many games is that? That is... Two, five, nine, 12, 15. What's our record? If they can win 11 of those games, <laughs> I'll come back around. Okay. Just give me 11. 414-677-1250. AM, the fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shea from the... Lakeland University Studios, where you can earn co-op credit for work experience at lakeland.edu. Fred Siegel is going to join us. You might not know the name Fred Siegel. You know the Twitter account, at Old Takes Exposed. And he's got a book out called Freezing Cold Takes, NFL, Football Media's Most Inaccurate Predictions and the Fascinating Stories Behind Them. He will be joining us in a little bit. He And so what he did was he took some of the freezing cold takes from history. So it's not just, hey, I'm going to take all these tweets and uh, just throw them into a book. There's a couple different chapters about the Packers. Brian Brom has more upside than Aaron Rodgers. And so what it does is he goes through all the different things that were said at the time and the different uh, takes on them. And he he exposes the old takes. A couple other chapters. Does to- it does it like name people? Oh yeah. Are you in there? <laughs> For Devontae Adams? Yeah. Or was this written before? Uh I did not make it. Okay. But at the back, there's the section where you can look at uh names of who said stuff. Let me go to one seventy eight, page one seventy eight. Uh let's see. Why are some of the members of the Wisconsin media so infatuated with Holmgren? Is it because some so-called objective reporters thoroughly despise Linde Infante? Gary Wolfel, Racine Journal Times. Anybody else you want to see if they're in this book? So, yeah, he finds uh, old takes exposed. 
Uh, what are some of the ones on uh, the Reggie White chapter is really interesting. They talk about when Reggie White came here. Uh, let me find some of those. Why would a player go to Green Bay unless he had to? Let's see. Here's the one on Reggie White. Because remember, Reggie was a huge free agent, and people weren't just thinking, like, why would he want to come here? But why, why, would, why would Green Bay need him? Uh, Chuck Carlson, formerly of the Appleton Post Crescent. It shouldn't happen. The Packers need Reggie White like a horse needs French lessons. Reggie White likes Green Bay. It's a nice, quiet, inoffensive little town. What other townless Chuck E. Cheese is a four-star restaurant? Wow. For the good of the Packers and their delicate, uncertain future, let Reggie go somewhere else. (laughs) That is. Yeah. It's really good stuff. Uh, Let's see. Where are some of the... Bart, this is the same in the show called Bart Combs Through a Book. Kevin Flowers of the Newcastle News in 1998 said, without a doubt, Peyton Manning will be the draft's biggest flop for whoever has the misfortune to draft this overrated collegian. It's a no-brainer for the Colts to take Ryan Leaf. The name of any big-time professional game is still talent, and Leaf has more of it than Peyton Manning will ever dream of. Vic Carucci. Everybody should have drafted Jake Plummer. He's another Joe Montana, a potential Hall of Famer. You know who said that? Who? Bill Walsh. (laughs) I love, love, love this pick for Carolina. Jimmy Clausen. Man, teams are going to be sorry. (laughs) Ian Rappaport. These are some of your favorite people. In five years, we will talk about Kellen Clemens the way we talk about Tom Brady. Ron Jaworski. (laughs) Wow. The Jets just got the steal of the draft. Their future starting quarterback, Bryce Petty. Skip Bayless. (laughs) Uh, And here's one more. Dak Prescott is a backup in the NFL at tight end. Colin Cowherd. So there's some good ones in this book. We'll talk to Fred Siegel again. He is the man that runs old takes exposed an outlet that has got me once or twice on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll talk to him coming up next. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea, 1250 AM. The fam. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.